0: Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. It is the Even Money podcast presented, of course, by DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Now I got a bunch of podcasts that I absolutely love. College Draft was awesome today with Emery Hunt, who's such a stud, going over the NFC North draft choices. We wrapped up our series of going division by division, talking about every single team's draft picks. You should check that out tomorrow. Joe Dolan and I on the Fantasy Feast podcast, we're going to talk about some of the guys that are over and undervalued at their current ADP in rounds four through ten. About the Raw Sucker Football podcast. I know a lot of you already listen to that or you watch it, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL was interesting this week when we had a listener who volunteered to interview me, asking me questions about all kinds of things. I got really good feedback on it. It seems like a lot of you thoroughly enjoyed it. So that was cool. I'm glad, very glad to hear that. You can check me out on social media, always at Ross Tucker NFL. Appreciate those of you that do. We are at Ross Tucker pod on Twitter and Instagram absolutely adore those of you that give any of these shows a five star rating or a review that is by the way by the way the best way to ask steve Fezik a question give us a five star review and then send in your question with the five star review attached boom i'll put you right to the top of the list because we're going to get to a lot of email questions with steve over the next four to six weeks. Should be awesome before NFL preseason games kick off. You got to check him out at Fezic Sports. I say it every episode because it's true every episode. He's the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football betting. It's the Super Contest at the Westgate Casino. And we did, I don't even know, Steve. I would had to look up when part one was. But we did kind of a part one. Was that last week or was that before that? Of Might have just been last week. Of things you should be doing to prep this summer to make sure that you are ready to rock and roll for betting on the NFL this fall. It was really simple, Steve. You started to give out... Some of the advice, some of the things people could be doing now if they wanted to get ready. Not necessarily placing bets now, but making sure, Steve, they are good to go. Like, it doesn't happen overnight. So last week, we had your summer football betting tips part one. Today, summer football betting tips part two, because we didn't get to all of them last week. Including your belief, Steve, to start following all of the NFL and college football season wins and seeing how they move. Explain that.
1: Yeah. So you're basically tracking each team like they're a stock, if you will. So you go in and check your stocks maybe once a week, maybe daily. Some of you, maybe more than once daily. Well, you get a valuation on each and every team by checking their season win number. So you take a look, look at the Dallas Cowboys, for instance. Their season win number had been ten and a half for quite a long time. Well, they just fell down to ten. So clearly there's some sharp betters that like the Cowboys to underperform this year. Chicago Bears sitting at six and a half. That was their valuation. Well, not so much anymore. Now the Bears are trading at I'll call it six and a quarter, six point two five, with pros betting under. Ross, no no one in the public right now is betting. This is all sharp money, pro money betting, and they're tying their money up for, what is it, seven months? Pros would not make bets that tie their money up for seven months if they didn't have not just an edge, but a significant edge. So you don't need to be able to name a player in the Cowboys or the Bears. And you might have difficulty, frankly, naming any skill position players for the Bears, even if you do follow them (laughs) because they have no offense. Uh, Those are two bets that you would land on just following the betting, the sharp betting markets.
0: So that's really interesting. Why do you feel like no one in the public is betting right now? Because the
1: the public is betting who's going to win the college baseball World Series and who's going to win today in Wimbledon and how the St. Louis Cardinals are going to do today. The betting public wants to win today. The betting public does not make – well researched, informed investments that won't pay off until
0: 2023. You know what they also do a lot, Steve? I feel like when people go to Vegas in the summer, that's when they put like Super Bowl long shots. I don't know. How, I don't know if they do more season win totals or more like this is when people put a hundred bucks on, you know, the Eagles or the Saints to win the Super Bowl or something.
1: There was a guy in front of me in line a few days ago. Exactly right. So he's betting all these middling teams to win the Super Bowl at a bad shot has poor odds. And he basically bet 10 teams at 8 to 10 to 1. And it was all I could do not to tap him on the shoulder and, said, and tell him, you, you realize if one of your teams wins, you're going to break even. And if none of them win, you're going to bagel and lose everything. You know, just crazy.
0: But you didn't do it? No. Nah. You know why you didn't do it? No, I don't. Because you shouldn't do it. Because the that those guys indirectly help you, right? They like absolutely- bad, bad bettors indirectly help you because the sports books stay open. They keep doing their thing. They keep giving you a shot because there's people like them that will come in and not do the math exactly right and to use an analogy i was at a blackjack table hundred dollar minimum bet blackjack
1: table dude is betting the 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 bust um prop bet that they have at even money so a dealer with even with a five up only busts 42 percent of the time it's not even close with a three up i think it's less than 40 percent, and only pays even money and yet there are guys that consistently put out hundred three hundred dollars that the dealer is going to bust with a small card up the house edge is so enormous. I can only imagine what they're raking in against the players with those sucker bets that they put on the blackjack table.
0: Wow, that's interesting. Okay, so all right. So you're watching them. You're you're following your stocks, Steve. You're following the NFL and college football win totals. You're seeing how they move. How does that make you a better better come the season when you're Willing to actually make some bets. Like, what, why are we doing that?
1: Because we are getting a strong... It's it's like having... You're the mutual fund manager. And you've employed analysts who are telling you the Cowboys are overrated. The Bears are overrated. The Falcons are overrated. The Lions are underrated. They're giving you, for free, their analysis. So now, not only the bet season wins, but as when the season is upon us... You've got what they're – they've done your research for you for free, if you will, giving you their recommendations, and then you can take the recommendations, or you can go ahead and, and ultimately disagree with them. But um, it's just another piece to the puzzle that you can use in your NFL betting.
0: But couldn't I argue the opposite, Steve, that, okay, I'm, I'm paying attention. I see the Dallas number come down. I see the Bears number come. Couldn't you argue you missed it? Like you had your chance earlier, but you missed it. You shouldn't bet the Cowboys under ten. You should have bet them under a ten and a half. Now it's too late. That isn't that what the advice you would normally give people in that situation? Yes. So now it's time to get creative, right? If the ten and a half's
1: gone, you know there's games of the year up every single week on the Dallas Cowboys. If you can't find ten and a half anymore to go under, well, now it's start going into these seventeen games of the year they're posted for the Cowboys and look for selective ones that you like anyways to fade the Cowboys get at it with an alternative bet a derivative bet if you will
0: I know I asked this before but do the season win total numbers eat, uh, line up with the every week um, the every week lines yes so as an exercise, what you can do is let's
1: say the Cowboys are at home against the Eagles and they're laying three, all right? So that means you convert that to a money line. It'll be about minus 160. That means the Cowboys should win that game 58% of the time or so. So you would give the Cowboys the wrong way to do it is say, Cowboys are hosting the Eagles. I think they're going to win that game. No. You say, I'm going to give them 0.58 wins for that game and then you do this exercise for every one of their games, add them all up, the .58s, in an Excel spreadsheet or by hand, boom, it'll give you a number, and you can, can compare that number to what the number actually being dealt to see whether the Vegas has them too high or too low.
0: But what I'm saying is, do the books do that to make sure that those numbers are even or not necessarily at all? Oh, of course not.
1: The books have no idea what they're doing. The books throw out to just hazard guesses, and then they let the betters fix everything. Let me give you an example. A local book here in town, they put up season division wins for various teams. Baltimore Ravens, Ross. The Ravens are the clear-cut favorite now to win the AFC North. And they put the Ravens up at three. Number, last time I checked, the Ravens are playing six games in division, along with everybody else. Guess what? The team that's favored to win the division, they probably shouldn't be lined at three. They should be
0: higher than three. Wait a minute. They have the you can you can bet on the number of wins in division and they have the Ravens at three. They did. Yes. Wow. That's interesting. Um, by the way, Steve, I'm I, as much as I like your cutoff shirt and showing the guns, which is awesome, you really need to take my advice and go to the Express. Find statement shirts in bright colors, prints that pop, and lightweight fabrics. I am loving kicking it old school with vintage-inspired polos made for modern living. Check me out. When I post um, stuff on social media, a lot of times now I am rocking something
1: which is music to his ears. Call, dot or just stop by.
0: Granger for the ones who get it done. All right. So let's get to Steve. Um, so we did that. We're following all the NFL and college football wins, how they move this summer. We're watching our stocks, mutual funds. All right. What about you said to me, one of your other bullet points was, Tracking every team's schedule, i.e. good and bad spots. Yes, and before I
1: do that, I have to address your shirt comment because there's a famous poker player called Doug Polk, and he's a great poker player, does great content, and sometimes he wears tank tops. And he got called out on it. Maria Ho, who's another great poker player, says, Doug, why do you only wear tank tops when you're not looking like the Pillsbury Doughboy? Because like, oh, when you spend a couple months in the gym, boom, here comes the tank. Same's true for me come February at the end of a football season. I'll, suddenly I'll be bundled up with a sweater and the like and not exposing <laughs> my flabby body. So, And I'm still flabby. So, yes, yeah, schedule analysis. I got to be honest here. I'm lazy on this. Really, the way to do this is like the second the schedules come out to go ahead and write them all out and, what you're looking for is good and bad spots for a team. Example of a bad spot: boom, uh, you went ahead and played a Sunday night football game, and now you got to travel across the country and play a Thursday game. So that would be a horrible spot. So you put you want to put a little note: don't bet um, the Cowboys in this spot under any circumstances. We're looking to play their opponent now. Personally, I don't want to go through and originate all of that. I wait till the newsletters come out or the uh, the magazines that actually have all the schedules pre printed, and then I write into the magazines. I use Mark Lawrence's excellent one um, to go ahead and do that. So Mark Lawrence's newsletter, not newsletter, but magazine's about to hit the newsstands, and I will certainly do that for every NFL and select college teams to find spots that are like, oh, um, this team's really up against it. And you know Warren Sharp, who's been on our show here has, um, you know, talks about really good and bad scheduling spots. So I'll notate them and I'll forget about it as the year goes on. And then I can just look at the magazine. Week nine is upon us and I'll be like, oh, Bengals in a really bad spot this week. Let me see if I want to bet against them.
0: But Steve, shouldn't you be doing that right away and then betting those games as soon as uh, DraftKings or whoever puts a line on them? Yes, but you may not like the line. You may be take a look
1: at the line that's put up on the game of the year and say, eh, I don't know. I'm not so excited. And also, I can't bet each and every game I'll run out of money. So at some point, I can hold back some money. And and the bottom line is I only make a bet ahead of time if I think I'm going to get a better line than what I'll get six months from now, four months from now. On a lot of these, I can wait because it's not. if it's not obvious that the spot's good or bad, but I but I've done the research and I know the odds maker's just gonna open the lines based upon their power ratings. They're very rarely gonna make an adjustment for how good a scheduling spot pro or against is for a team. So usually you can wait until the actual week of the game to make the bet. Now the betters will spot it and they'll move the number, but we can we can beat the betters to the punch more often than not if we've done our homework ahead of time.
0: Okay, so spend the next month, get Warren Sharp's book or whatever get a good feel for good spots and bad spots, make notes of it so that when it comes around during the season, you remember Now, I guess my question would be like, can't you just do that every Sunday night during the season or Monday morning and be like, okay, it's a bad spot, it's a good spot, they're coming off this, they're coming off that?
1: Excellent question, and the answer is no, no, you cannot because there's a limited number of hours in the day. Right now, I can play poker at the World Series of Poker. I can go ahead and and handicap baseball. There's plenty of hours in the day. That is not the case. All day Saturday, all day Sunday, I'm live wagering. I'm betting like 15 hours a day. I'm a vegetable. I'm fried by Sunday night. And now, magically, I'm just gonna go through all the college football and all the NFL schedules and spot, oh, this is a really bad spot for uh, my Northwestern Wildcats. Impossible! I'll be up till five in the morning, and and it's unnecessary. I could have done it back in July when I was on vacation, you know, going up the um, the Alaska coastline, you know, (laughs) spending um, time with the family, and I had like three hours. I read a novel that I could have done it during then.
0: Um, that's a good point. So you can, but you just don't really have time. Exactly. Um, interesting. All right. So Steve, we get a lot of email questions for you that I love because they're questions I wouldn't think of. I think people know this by now. You can always ask Steve a question by emailing me Ross at Ross com, which is also how you get me for a speaking engagement or whatever you need advertise on the shows, whatever you want. Okay. As a reminder, if you rate and review the show, Or if you take advantage of one of our sponsors, like we have a sponsors page over at RossDucker.com, your email goes to the top of the queue. It is time to ask Steve. Ever wanted to ask a professional sports better a question? It's time to ask Steve. First one comes to us from Dave in New Jersey, who used the code Ross. Ross to sign up for the DraftKings Sportsbook app. I love it. He said, hi, guys. I use the DraftKings app. I'm a big fan. Steve, I hear betting unders is more profitable in the long run. Do you have a specific strategy for choosing your unders to bet? Is there a sport or bet you find easiest to find profitable under wagers? So it sounds like he's talking about the points in a game and not season win totals, Steve. Dave from New Jersey.
1: Yeah, there's two reasons that unders are so profitable and pros love them. One, there are some basic strategy spots where you absolutely look to play unders. Example, NBA game sixes and sevens, NHL game sixes and sevens, especially NHL as we get later into the playoffs. So good example, um, Stanley Cup game six, um avalanche tampa bay open up six the pros know that it's a good bet more than likely because the most of the games have been lined at six and now we're getting deeper in the series they don't call as many penalties swallow the whistle both teams a little bit cautious i only like talking about bets that win game goes way under same thing happened game six with uh, boston golden state so um you don't have to do any handicapping you just have to have a um a memory of, oh, these are spots that are good for unders. The second reason that pros prefer unders to overs, you can get some really cool rogue lines um, on unders. It's not unusual, by example, on a Super Bowl. If a Super Bowl is lined at 45 for a total, you can almost never find a a 44.5. You can't get any help. If you're going over, you're playing over 45. If you like under and you've got a whole bunch of outs, especially against square ball books, you can find a 46. You can always get a little, an extra half point or point when you're playing an under in any big game because the public loves to bet over. So you're going to get rogue lines that you can play unders on as well. So because of that, those two reasons, pros really like unders. Having said all that, against market numbers widely available in most games, it's real close to 50-50. So don't think you can just blindly bet unders on everything and make a profit. You can't.
0: Good question. Let's get to Reno in Pittsburgh. He's got a money line question, Steve. What's the best way to place two money line plays on two separate games to be equal on both sides, for example, on a $100 play? Say the line for the favorite minus 150 and the dog plus 130 on the first game. Another game has minus 200 favorite and plus 170 dog. So I want to bet a dog on one and a fave on the other. What's the proper balanced way and most profitable way? And he goes on to say risk 150 to win 100 on the first and risk 100 to win 200 on the second. Risk 150 to win 100 on first Risk fifty to win one hundred on the second. Basically, he wants to know how you even these out. The way I do it, and pros use a, a method called the Kelly
1: criterion, where they bet proportional to their edge. But um, that's irrelevant to this. You don't need to even need to know about that. I personally like my swing win or loss to be about the same on my core bet. So let's say my baseline bet is to win $1,000, 1,100 to win 1,000. Well, when a game ends, that's a $2,100 swing, right? So I like having that approximate $2,000 swing on any bet. So let's assume I'm gonna bet a big favorite, okay? Minus 200 favorite. I'll risk 1,400 to win 700. Again, it's a $2,100 swing, win or loss. Let's say I've got a plus 150 underdog, well, at that point, I'd risk $800 to win $1,200. Again, it's a $2,000 swing whether I win or lose, and that keeps every game in perspective basically in terms of each game is going to affect my net worth, if you will, at the end of the day by $2,000 whether I win it or lose it.
0: Got it. Interesting. Man, they come up with questions that I, I don't even know. I, I wouldn't even have thought of it that way. Let's do one more. Uh, Graham Beresh, love the even money pod, had a couple questions on sports gambling. I'm relatively new. Since I live in Missouri, I haven't had a chance to wager yet, although it sounds like it'll be legalized here soon. I have been keeping track of my picks for three years now. I just graduated college, so I'm not working with a lot of capital and was wondering if you or Steve Fezik had any tips for starting from a smaller bankroll, or if it is even really possible. I really only look to NFL to gamble. I don't want to be wagering more than 2% of my bankroll on any specific bet, and no, getting rich quick isn't really an option. I did, however, just finish this last season up about 78 units, thanks to two separate massive teaser streaks. And although I know that is likely not repeatable, it makes me wonder if I'm greatly improving on my betting as I try to power rank teams and predict lines ahead of time now.
1: Now, I could write a book on Graham. By the way, Graham, I wonder if that's like a common name in South Africa. I, I knew someone named Graham growing up, and I think their parents were from there, but he's in Missouri um, I'm going to go off the rails a little bit here. A little. I'm going to make a recommendation for a get-rich-quick scheme for someone who has no bankroll that's just out of school. Are you ready, Ross? Hold on a second. I need to take notes on this one. I'm ready. You, you actually qualify, but you're too busy, all right? So I need you need to, um, you know, um, if you're in a state that just recently legalized, Indiana, Illinois, even Pennsylvania, you – are in just the the absolute best time to bet sports in the history of sports because you've got so many operators that really aren't very experienced and are making mistakes and giving you opportunities. And people are like, oh, Fezzik, you know, you just throw that out like it's happenstance. It's not that easy. Well, I'll, I'll throw a bet out here. CFL right now. Here's a best bet for own. DraftKings, Ottawa, Red Blacks are plus three and a half. Ottawa's a great bet this week. Bet the plus three and a half. You can lay minus 120. Um, Ottawa, no way they should be getting more than three points. So I'll throw that out as a bet to make. Here's where I'm going. If you don't have a bankroll, it's going to take forever to build a bankroll because you're supposed to bet 2% of your bankroll. If, if you only have 1,000 in disposable income, Ross, that's 20 bucks a pop. It's going to take a long time to build it up into anything. Work with the pro, get to know a pro. I'll give examples. Uh, my buddy, the crack man, Hitman, myself, find a way to find us. It's like the A team. Find a guy that knows a guy that knows someone on the A-team and get the A-team to work with you and help fund your operation. And you can become a little little betting syndicate, you and one of these pro bettors, because I assure you, if you say, you know, I've never opened up any accounts before, there are, our eyes get really big because the bonuses that you can earn becoming a first-time mem- member, I mean, you deposit a 1000 they give you $1,000 in free bets. So you will very rapidly make money, if nothing else, just from exploiting all the bonuses, all the bet rivers and the DraftKings uh, types of um, bonuses that are available to you. You should be able to rapidly grow a thousand dollar bankroll into ten thousand dollars just through ba- playing bonuses and working with one sharp guy.
0: I actually know multiple people that have done that. They've worked with a pro and it's gone very well for them. A mutual well. friend
1: of ours has done very well doing that.
0: Yes. Correct. Uh, th- th- there is uh, there's a lot to be said for what um, Steve just said. Um, that's awesome. Uh, Graham has been listening to the pod for the last two seasons. It just keeps getting better. He said, thanks again. Hope you guys win some money. That is awesome, Graham. That's how we end every show. I like that. little tip of the cap to how we end every show, which is exactly what we're going to do right now. Have a great 4th of July. The next two weeks, we're talking NFL season win totals. We've got a couple of guests coming on to give us their favorite NFL season win totals. You are not going to want to miss it. Other than that, Check him out on social media, at Fezic Sports. I'm at Ross Tucker NFL. We're at Ross Tucker Pod. You can always watch the show, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. Check out the other shows as well. And like Graham said, good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money.